Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of the Pot Up Podcast. I am Matthew Pouncey. This week we are bringing you a powerful journey being told via digital audio. We went to see this show called Cast Party, which was a very cool um, live performance of some of the best podcasters in the country. And there was one improv bit that went on and on and on, and it was pretty funny. And then it dragged. And while it was dragging, I just, just felt like, you know, like an elephant had stepped on my chest and, and, I just felt this sorrow, a self-pity, you know, I hadn't felt it before. I felt fear. That's Debbie Gallant. She is host of the Chemo Files podcast. Now, she thought it would be pretty meta to play that clip from her show talking about the podcast experience cast party. We agreed. Debbie was recently diagnosed with breast cancer and decided to share her journey through digital audio. And what a story she tells. She's a journalist and an author, and so she has a natural ability to tell a great story. And that's very, very apparent when you start listening to the Chemo Files podcast. You can follow her work at midcenturymodernmag.com. That's midcenturymodernmag.com. The podcast is listed there, and you can also find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please do yourself a favor and check out this amazing story. And also, send your love and support Debbie's way. Now, she seems like a very, very tough and strong individual, but she's still taking on a monumental battle with cancer, and so we want to send her all the love and support that we can to her and her family, so let's help her out a little bit. Now, normally we go through a little bit of podcasting news before we get to the actual interview, but I think this week we're just going to get right to it, so here we go. Debbie Gallant, host of The Chemo Files. Enjoy. Once again, we are pleased to make another friend here on the Pod Up Podcast. Her name is Debbie Gallant, and I was introduced to Debbie through another friend of the Pod Up Podcast, Richard Davies. And Richard brought Debbie to my attention because she is doing a very, very powerful podcast right now. She was recently diagnosed with breast cancer, and she is taking her audience and her listeners on the emotional roller coaster that comes with this diagnosis. So we are very pleased to bring Debbie Gallant onto the Pada podcast. Her podcast is called The Chemo Files. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on iTunes. You can also find it at her website, midcenturymodernmag.com. Once again, midcenturymodernmag.com. And of course, we're going to post links to all this stuff in the blurb that goes along with the podcast. And you should also follow her on Twitter. She's at Deb Gallant, G-A-L-A-N-T. Deb, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So, I mean, first of all, you were already a journalist and a writer and a storyteller of sorts. So 
did it just feel like a, a natural move for you to want to bring audio into this journey that you're taking right now? It was actually my son's idea. Um, my son, Noah, who's 23, and um, I was on the phone with him uh, the other day and, you know, a couple weeks ago, and, and he said, so how long is the chemo? What's the schedule on the chemo? And, you know, I told him what I thought it was at the time, which turned out to be a little bit different, but, you know, it was supposed to, I, I thought it was going to be like, you know, a couple of months every other week. And he said, that would be perfect for a podcast. And it just clicked with me. It just, um, it, it, um, it just really, I kind of went, yeah. And, um, and, and, um, and the other thing is that, um, you know, I had been, I mean, I, I, I had been thinking about podcasts when I was in graduate school years ago. Um, I did radio documentaries, so I and this was back in the old old school days where we actually used razor blades and <laughs> <laughs> and, and and an you know machine and everything, um, and and that was you know indeed because of that background and, and it was at University of North Carolina Chapel Hill um, that I that I wound up when uh, meeting my husband when I came to New York who's a radio guy, so I did have some you know some definite assets and and. Um, um, my husband, Warren Levinson, who, um, does, he's a radio correspondent for Associated Press has been, um, kind enough to, um, edit the, the tape for me. Um, you know, because my, my editing skills have not, I haven't quite mastered, um, audacity or anything yet but hopefully hopefully you're not taking an actual razor to your screen when you try to edit your... <laughs> it's it's t- it's changed a little bit <laughs> but... it has changed a little bit but... So... but the idea of writing with sound and 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 you know using you know using clips using actualities is you know is is familiar if not current um and but but lots of fun lots of very very interesting for, to me was there any hesitation at all to telling your story, you know, going through this process, whether it was going to be an audio or not? Well, so I had on Mid-Century Modern written a um, an essay uh, right afterwards. It was called um, 48, uh, The First 48 Hours of Having Cancer. And I wrote this essay about what it was like, and it was very fresh, obviously, very, very new. And, um, I showed it to my husband and I said, what do you think? And he said, gee, I don't know, you know, you, maybe people will feel sorry for you and they'll give you those sort of puppy dog looks. And, um, and then he had a very good idea, which was, um, um, I'm friends with a guy named Jeff Jarvis, who's a very big new media guy and the professor at CUNY. And he, He's been a mentor and a friend of mine for years, and he has been very, very public about several cancers he's had. Um, so I sent the draft to Jeff Jarvis, and Jeff called me right back, and we talked about it. And he said that he had never regretted it and that um, the only reason from his point of view not to do it um, would be um, if there was anybody in my family that objected. Um and I knew that my kids were fine with it. I thought I was pretty sure Warren was fine with it. Um, I called my father and my mother-in-law just to make sure that they were cool with it and um, told them, you know, I said to my dad, I'm going to write this essay and, and I just wanted to let you know and I just make sure it's okay with you. And he's like, well, why? You know, and I, I said, because... 
you know, people will know, you know, and, you know, people will go reach out to you and they did. Um, so that was kind of a big step because you kind of felt like a taboo, you know, that everybody keeps his personal. And what the amazing thing about it was that, um, uh, the amount of love that I got in that first, this is two days after the diagnosis, really, really raw, really, really new. Um, and I, as, as I compared it to, it was like a, you know, combination of a Facebook birthday combined with being at your own funeral. Um, it, there was just, you know, so much love, um, you know, on, especially on Facebook, but, you know, from all over the place. And, um, and it was amazing. And I, you know, it was, I had, and I hadn't expected it. I mean, I, I didn't think about it. I didn't think, oh my God, you know, everybody's going to say how much they love me. I just, I just, I didn't. And, um, it, it, it was really, it, it was the first, first notification that I have just this huge, strong network of people close and far that are, you know, really pulling for me. So, um, after that, you know, the, the, the podcast just was sort of an extension of that. And, um, it's funny because I was in the, I guess I did the first podcast before I went to the hospital and I was in my hospital room and talking to my sister and she goes, Hey Deb, are you going to, are you going to show a picture of your boobs online? And I went, <laughs> I went, I don't think so. Why? And she said, well, I was just talking to dad. And I said, boy, if anybody was going to do it, it would be Debbie. And, and she said, she reported that my father said, well, I don't know, but if she does it, I'll support her. So I, I thought that was really sweet that, uh, you know, that they're all going along with me, whatever, you know, whatever craziness I'm going to I'm going to do. So with with both the, the essay that you wrote and now this podcast project, is this for you or is this for others? Like who's what's really, you know, when you start to do this, what really is the the motivation to talk about this publicly? Is it just to sort of have that place for you to release it and kind of report on what's going on and, and sort of keep a, a modern diary about it? Or is this more about heads up, everybody, just so you know, this is what you could be going through as well. And, you know, maybe if you have a little bit of a uh, of an experience by living it vicariously through me, you know, you'll be better suited for when, you know, you might have to deal with this. You know, I don't think I've thought it out that much in terms of the audience. Um, but I, you know, um, it definitely is therapeutic for me. Um, that I remember we did episode zero um, before going into the hospital and before going in for the surgery. And I remember it was a, you know, it was just a nerve wracking couple of days, you know. Oh, I imagine, yeah. Uh, and, it's... and, and, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I have, as I, I mentioned in the essay and everything, Crohn's disease. So I've had hospital experience before. It wasn't, you know, I, I but, you know, you're going to be nervous. And when we, we started putting it together and, um, you know, it, 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 there was such concentration on it that it really like the, the nervousness went away. It was just nice to be working on a project. Um, and Warren said to me, you know, I, I just. I didn't quite, I kind of thought, oh, we'll gather all the news and he'll just put, we'll gather all the sound and he'll just put it together. And he was like, no, 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 you're okay. You're writing the script. Um, you write your intro, you pick out your actualities, you write your in-betweens, um, you know, the, the segues, and then I will edit the tape. And so, um, you know, and that, you know, I knew how to do that, but, um, you know, so, so it really did focus me, but, um, 
And I think that if I am trying to say anything to anybody, which I don't think I'm, I have a message. It's not like, oh, you know, you may be here someday, watch out. It's more that it is not a, a single emotional state. It's not like I tell people, and I have had people, I'll say, if you listen to the podcast, and they'll say, oh, no, I haven't listened to it yet. And I know, I think they think that it's going to be depressing, but it's not. And I mean, I mean, there are sad parts to it, but um, there's, um, you know, I guess what happens in, is that life slows down and, you know, and, and you want life to slow down because you're like, whoa, you know, I've, I've had a brush with mortality here. I want life to last as long as I can, you know, like a vacation. You want a vacation to last as long as it can. And so in that slowing down of life, you are experiencing things, um, deeply and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm super lucky to be married to a great guy and who's taking wonderful care of me and to having a lot of good friends and family. Um, so, you know, you know, and I've been, you know, I kept journals for years. Um, although I gotta say it's, it's a little bit easier. The other day I woke up with these dreams that led episode one, which is actually episode two, but, um, and it was just easier to turn on the phone and record it than to write it into my journal to say, you know, here's what I'm feeling right now. So, um, well, and yeah. as a, as a, as a, both a writer and a former radio person, you know, there is something to be said about the power of your voice that you can, you know, really, uh, obviously you can use words in a very powerful way, but there's something about when you get the right, you know, different inflections and different tones and hearing, you know, what can be an exhaustion in someone's voice or mm. fear or confidence or, you know, like, you know, maybe that one day when you're like, F this. And, you know, like people can hear that sort of assertiveness in your voice. Like it's it's definitely it could be a powerful medium using audio. Oh, absolutely. And I think like the one of the most interesting things was, you, you know, at the end of episode zero, I say to my husband, I'm I want you to when I'm in the hospital, I want you to hold a, a mic up to me when I'm coming out of surgery. And I want you to get it because I, I won't have the wherewithal to do it. I want that. And, you know, he did. And he's, you know, a radio professional for a gazillion years. So it's not like technically it was hard for him. But, you know, was, he, you know, he told me about doing it and having the nurse kind of look at him. And, you know, he just said, we're doing a podcast here. <laughs> and but what was fascinating was hearing. I'm just hearing my voice. I, I had there was a tape pre-op. Um, there was a tape right post-op. And what really cracked me up was that even in the post-op tape, um, where he's like, how do you feel? And, or what, what do you remember? And I was like, well, you know, I remember being in pre-op and making jokes and now I'm in post-op and it really hurts, but I'm in my roomy room room. And I'm like, I'm still trying to be cheerful. I'm like, <laughs> obviously an incredible pain. But and I'm like drugged up to my ears and whatever they've got me on. And I'm still trying to be cheerful because that's just, you know, it's just my personality. And um, and then there was another interview that we both my doctors had said, fine, you know, and, and given me permission to, to roll. And um, the the reconstructive surgeon um, the day before the surgery I had asked him all this question about the pain and what would I feel. And I'm listening to it like a week later as we're putting together the podcast. And I'm thinking, 
I didn't listen to this while he told me this. Like I was in the room. I asked the questions. I asked the follow-up questions. I'm a journalist. I knew what to ask, but I wasn't listening because there's all the answers of how exactly I feel. And it, it, you know, that makes you really conscious in a way that you're not usually conscious that, you know, of, of, of just, you know, how you are. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it, not just with cancer, but with, with almost all medical professional meetings that, you know, folks go in there and they're, they can be so preoccupied with what's on their mind that, like you said, they might not really be they're They're hearing what the guy's saying, but they might not really be listening to what their doctor is saying. And then, or they're getting so much information they walk out of there like, okay, so step one is, oh man, that was like five minutes ago. I don't remember what he said now. So exactly. I feel like we should we should all be allowed to go in there and podcast our uh, our exactly. medical meetings. Exactly, and then we should listen to it before we put together before we go into the surgery or whatever. We should go back and get a second chance. But um, yeah, that's that's definitely true. That, and that that was just so interesting. Um, and then there were just you know sort of funny moments when you know the the Jewish chaplain came in and. Uh, this older woman and she starts to say prayer for me and I'm saying it to and I'm like gesturing to Warren and he's like what and I said tape it (laughs) what are you doing here you know you know so it it was it was funny it's digital we're not wasting tape let's go always rolling always rolling (laughs) come on yeah so so what's been the response so far how like what's been you know in terms of People listening, commenting, you know, tweeting or emailing you. How, have you gotten a lot of response from it so far? Um, I have. I mean, it's, it hasn't gone viral um, or, you know, maybe even bacterial. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I think I got like 500 listens to the first one, which is nice. And um, like uh, the last I looked like 150 listens to the second one. Um, I have to credit Richard Davies, who um, I don't know if you had mentioned before we started taping or after, but um, he's a friend of my husband's and who's doing a podcast called How Do We Fix It? And I talked to um, Richard before we started, and he was the one who gave me the template of Alex Bloomberg's startup, um, and um, it you know it, it, as 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 a way to do it. He basically said, "You wanna." Because I told him I had just seen the chemo rooms that I was going to be in, you know, that week. And he said, you gotta, you got to have you got to turn your phone on. You've got to have the background noise. You've got to ask your doctors if they're you know, you've got to talk, have them talking to you um, when you wake up and you're talking to Warren. You've got to tape him, you know, tape all that. And I we hadn't thought of that. I mean, um, I kind of thought I did qualify for um, and get my prescriptions for medical marijuana. And I just had really originally thought, oh, we're just going to, I'm going to be, you know, have chemo and um, I'm going to smoke pot to deal with the, the, um, Some the, of the nausea yeah. and the pain. And then I'm going to be funny and I'm going to have my friends around and we're just going to sit around and talk. And it, that was like the original vision of it. And it was really Richard who said, no, 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 listen to, listen to Alex Bloomberg's um, podcast. That's how you want to do it. So, um, and, and he was exactly right. It made it much more interesting. And that was why we started it even though it's called the chemo files before chemo starts. So um, the only, <laughs> there's been very good reaction. Um, the second, after the second podcast, my daughter called Margot, and um, she, she and I, she had come over the night before surgery and we'd had a, a long conversation that we'd recorded. And she said to me, um, 
mom, um, I listened to your podcast and I said, yeah. And she goes, um, I noticed I wasn't in it. <laughs> and, I said, <laughs> and I said, um, oh, sorry, honey. You know, it just didn't fit in the theme this week, which was, you know, recovering from surgery and, and I'm really sorry, but I promise Next ish, next episode, well, it'll just be all about boobs, and we, you and I will be talking about boobs the whole time because you know we have a month before chemo starts, and so she she was um, she was pretty good with that. So and then and then Warren being funny uh, was saying, oh, have you heard from Doctor Schmidt yet? Because to complain that he wasn't in it because Doctor Deal was in it, but not Doctor Schmidt. You know, like like there was going to be sibling rivalry between the doctors. So. Um, but anyway, um, no, no. The, the price reaction, of celebrity. The price. <laughs> um, it's been it's been all good. I mean, um, and it's it, you know um, I have had a few people, and of course this feels really the best is who've said, um, oh my God, I've had cancer. This really, this just really explains it. This is really um, what it's like, and um, and um, and and so in that sense, I think you know um, maybe it's it's doing some good. And I and also the other thing that Jeff Jarvis had said about the essay was, um, he said it will tell people you're still Debbie, and I think that that's what comes across in this is that I'm still Debbie, and you know you may people don't know what to say and how to respond and, and, and it's sad and, and they don't, you know, it's, it's awkward, but you hear the podcast and you, and you hear, Oh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's still Debbie being Debbie. And, and, and so, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're literally just meeting for the first time here in this conversation, but yeah, looking through your Twitter feed and uh, listening to a little bit of the episode, I mean, you sound like, you're not really this isn't changing you you sound like you're still trying to be fun energetic um you still want to be the reporter that you are and want to talk about everything so um and and that's that's great i think for some folks out there unfortunately it, you know it does sort of transform them and change them and and what's more is change how the outside world perceives them so I think that's awesome that you're able to basically tell everyone like, nope, still W over here, still going to be who I am. And, you know, you're going to like me. And and if anything, maybe even a, a, a I wouldn't say an improved version, but um, <laughs> like, I, you know, I was doing some, you know, I'm started med- meditation. And uh, well, just to give you an example, after I saw the movie Inside Out and at the beginning, there's a little short with a um, animated thing with a, a volcano and, a, and a, a song with done in ukulele. And I had picked up ukulele last summer and I hadn't been playing it because in the winter I knit and then in the summer I'm like, okay, in the summer I'll play ukulele. But I was so absorbed in mid-century modern and, you know, working on my website that I hadn't picked up the ukulele. And, and now it's like, yeah, like I started pick, I learned how to play the song lava from the movie and, um, started picking up the ukulele again and playing the ukulele. And in fact, bought another one so that when uh, Noah comes home, we can go to a ukulele festival next weekend, you know, um, in Morristown. Um, so I think that, you know, if anything, the changes are, you know, grab life and don't waste life worrying about stupid things like do you have enough numbers of visits to your website? And, um, you know, I, you know, if there's a beautiful moment on the porch, pick up the ukulele and play the ukulele. So um, I'm nice. still still Debbie, but I'm Debbie 
trying to really get the fullness out of uh, out of everything. So doing the chemo files as a podcast, has that also maybe inspired you? Like, are you thinking of other audio projects that you could be doing, you know, after this as well? Um, de- definitely. Um, it, 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 it will help. Um, you know, I mean, there's a, in my day job where I work for the center for cooperative media, um, at, at, uh, Montclair state, we're doing a big investigative project with the center for investigative reporting. And there's going to be a podcast as part of that. And I'm not going to be, um, doing it. There's a lot of experienced radio people on the team, but the fact that I've, you know, um, that now I'm doing a podcast and that I'm playing with tape is, um, you know, makes me a better partner in, in terms of thinking through that, you know? And, um, yeah, no, I love, I love, you know, as my husband says, um, they, they, I just don't think there's a more intimate, um, uh, medium than sound. And, um, you know, I always loved it. I loved it when I was in graduate school and, um, I think it's great that podcasting allows anybody to just do it, you know, to just tell a story with sound. It's, it's a very, very intimate and personal, um, medium and a lot cheaper than say video. So, um, yeah, who knows? I may, I may just do a general one for mid-century modern or, or whatever, but, um, um, you know, and, or help other people, you know, um, learn how to do podcasts. Excellent. So do you listen to a lot of podcasts or like, has this sort of, sort of spurn your interest in listening? So, I mean, besides of course, how do we fix it from Richard Davies? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do listen not as religiously as my husband, who's like a huge and been for years, a huge aficionado and, um, um, you know, listens to, um, Dan Savage and, and, um, um, you know, uh, Mark Marin and stuff like that. Um, I'm a fan of, um, I love, I love the Ted radio hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it, there's just so many good ones. Um, <laughs> it, and there really are. I'm, I'm trying to think, um, uh, 99% invisible. Um, yep. you know, I mean, there's just so many really, really great, great podcasts. And it's just it's sort of a, just a matter of like, um, working it into your day so that I think actually when I get a little bit stronger, uh, I will become more of a like long walk podcast listener kind of thing. You know, that, 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 that's the best way to, you know, to be doing something else while you're listening to podcasts. Yeah. I find that for the most part, I find myself listening to mostly when I'm in the car and that's like, you know, sort of the best time to do it Your Your mind is partially distracted on the road. So the rest of you is just like free to concentrate on what, the story you're being told or the interview that's taking place or whatever it is that you're enjoying. Well, I do. I listen to usually listen to WMYC while I'm in the car and catch up on the news. Um, that's our local, um, public radio, but, um, or WBGO, which is another partner of ours. Um, but, um, you know, so I do like to listen to audio in the car, but I'm usually like use it as my chance to catch up make sure I haven't missed you know, important news stories, but, um, longer car trips for sure. And, and, um, I, I, I have often, I've sometimes go to an artist colony down in Virginia and, um, it wasn't a podcast, but I listened to, um, Obama read his book. Um, what is it? The something of our father's, um, it was like listening to a really long podcast and, and, um, I had like an eight hour drive and it was amazing because Obama reads it himself. And, and, um, so yeah, yeah. If you get a long ride, podcasts are fabulous. 
Yeah, the books on tape are great. Too. I mean, especially from the author themselves. And so, speaking of POTUS, did you catch him on WTF with Mark Marin? No, I didn't. But I heard about it. It was, it was a pretty good interview. We watch the TV show a lot too. We watch uh, the Mark Marin uh, Mark Marin's uh, TV show is. Oh, the the one on IFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, is there anything else about this industry, the the podcasting that? fascinates you or something that you'd like to maybe see improved as you're sort of you know becoming a part of it Uh, you know i'm only up to episode two in startup and um in in alex bloomberg saying so yeah and he says in that episode and i don't know if he's done this so I'm, i'm speaking from ignorance here but that you know would be really cool if you could tweet um sections of a podcast i mean can you do that now is there is the technology developed to that point where there's uh there's one app out there that it's called clamor c-l-a-m-m-r and they allow uh users and creators to basically highlight 18 second portions of a podcast and Hmm. it it sort of creates like this almost like instagram of audio kind of feed to it so that seems to be the one way right now that folks are able to get that done that's cool, and the, and you can can you tweet off of Clamor so that you yep. can tweet oh. Facebook. Uh, I think you can even embed it if you wanted to say post it on a you know website or a blog or something like that. That's great. That's great. That's great to know. So, um, yeah. So I you know I think that that'll be that's the only thing about podcasts that is, you know, a little bit of a problem problem problematic. It is that it's linear and it requires time, and um, so you know, not everybody's willing to invest that time. So, um, you know, and I know that the bigger shows that sort of chunk themselves out, um, you know, things like, um, this American life that, you know, chunk it out into their chapters. Um, you know, that's really helpful for people. So, um, but no, I, I think, I think it's wonderful. And, um, you know, I guess maybe, this is the era of instead of everybody wanting to write the great American novel, they want to have the great American podcast. Well, and we think that you are starting one of those. So we have been chatting with Debbie Gallant. She is the host of The Chemo Files. You can find those if you search The Chemo Files on iTunes or in SoundCloud or check the blurb for this episode. She is on Twitter at Deb Gallant, G-A-L-A-N-T. And you should check out her website where you can find more information about her fight with cancer at midcenturymodernmag.com. Deb, we know you're going to be going through some tough stuff in the next few months, and we want you to kick cancer's ass in the (laughs) best possible way. And the fact of the matter is, uh, the next time we check in with you, uh, I'm going to do that in person because I want to find out more about that medical marijuana prescription. So (laughs) thank you so much for coming coming on, talking about your journey, and we, we would love to hear back from you again in the future. Terrific. Thank you so much. I appreciate your uh, interest in uh, an interview. Lots of love and respect for Debbie Glenn for sharing her battle with cancer with the entire world. There's just so much that we can all learn from her experience and bravery. And honestly, even if you aren't dealing with a major medical condition, She just provides some other amazing life lessons that you can get some value from. So please, please go listen to her podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud or check it out through her website, midcenturymodernmag.com. It's called The Chemo Files, and I definitely plan on checking back in with her as her battle continues. And of course, we're also sending lots of love and best wishes to Debbie and her whole family 
as she works to kick cancer's ass. And really, we encourage you to send her the same love and support. Also, a quick thank you to Richard Davies of How Do We Fix It for introducing me to Debbie and, you know, being giving us the chance to really tell you this amazing story. Now, before we sign off here, as a quick reminder, we always want you to check out the daily podcast, The Hillary Barsky Show. That's Hillary is H-I-L-A-R-I-E. Barsky is B-A-R-S-K-Y. The Hillary Barsky Show. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Check it out. You're going to enjoy it. And of course, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Pot Up Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Pot Up Podcast. Subscribe to Pot Up Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or check us out on SoundCloud. And if you are getting into podcasting or have recently launched a podcast, and just want to talk about your experience and why and your fears and your questions and your concerns. All of those things are of interest to me and the audience here on Pod of Podcast. So go ahead, check me out. I'm at mpassyproductions.com. M is in Matthew, P is in Peter, A-S-S-Y, productions.com. Or hit me up through Pod of Podcast on Twitter. As always, thank you so much for listening and pod up, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.